Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Legally mandated closed captioning, not transcripts, may be coming to podcasting soon. The technology to enable this already exists, and it might usher in a reimagining of what we used to call enhanced podcasts. No, wait, don't skip. Hello, and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Man, the news has been crazy this week with Jones v. Gimlet. Could be a landmark case and possibly a turning point for the disability community and podcasting together. In short, the class action lawsuit claims that Gimlet Media, you know, Gimlet Media, is not providing closed captioning for the content they produce. And that is against, according to the class action lawsuit claims, the American Disabilities Act. Okay, that's the basic uh, gist of things. Remember, not transcripts, not something you can download or click to and read along with, but closed captioning. Closed captioning is a little text that appears on the screen of your television as you're watching a scene. Not the entire script, just a line or two of text. That's what this is about. Forcing, legally, legally mandating podcasters, at least big podcasters like Gimlet, to provide closed captioning for the community that has hearing loss. Of which, by the way, have I not mentioned, I'm a member Mine is correctable, just like you can put glasses on to correct your vision. Some of us are lucky enough that we can wear aids to make our hearing just the same as it was if we were not. But not everyone, and it's varying degrees of effectiveness, much like glasses are, depending on how tough it is. So I don't want to talk about the lawsuit itself. I want to talk about the implications and what it might mean if, in fact, this lawsuit goes through. And I don't mean just for the 10% of the population that has hearing loss or is deaf. I'm talking about everybody, how this might benefit everyone. Now, in my household, we always have closed captioning on when we're watching television. The subtitles are always there if we're watching movies. And back when we used to watch live sports, it was always there, but kind of annoying because it didn't really matter to me then. So that's what closed captioning is. We're all, we've all been exposed to it as well. But what I'm thinking about specifically is what closed captioning does for podcasting is, well, first, before I do that, let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. Hey, look, podcasting is an audio medium. Exactly where would these closed captions appear, you might ask? Well, the answer to that question is in an app. Does that mean Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Pandora or Google Podcasts? Not necessarily, although they might. But I do think 
the best opportunity, the first way this could happen is someone could create an app that is designed for people with hearing loss or are completely deaf so that they could get the podcast episodes with closed captioning on them. Now, how, you might ask, would that be achieved? Well, thinking about it this way, if remember when we used to watch live hockey sports or any sports of sport, hockey, college football, anything on a television at a bar, maybe at a sports bar when we used to go to sports bars, closed captioning works on live events like that. Watch the news and turn on closed captioning. Watch the live news from your local broadcast and turn on closed captioning. You will see in real time words appearing. Are they perfect? No, not even a little bit, much like the AI-generated transcripts we have in podcasting. But the mechanism exists to do that. So it's not all that complicated to take that same technology, whatever that technology is, and make it work in a podcast player that works on your phone. Sure, maybe it's got a connection up to the cloud. Totally doable. Now, if you say, well, hang on, Evo, that's just not practical. There's not enough processing power or it takes an army of people behind the scenes to do this. Listen, I remind you that we already have this technology. Descript is one of the many companies out there that are doing AI generated transcriptions and lots of other. Otter AI is another. With Descript, the tool that I use, they already have the words timed to the beat of the podcast. They appear in order. You can hit play and the words will highlight across this big, long text document. Already built in. Didn't have to do anything other than give the MP3 file to Descript and let it do its magic. So the technology exists to do this today. We could have on screen, in real time, much like a karaoke machine, the words the podcast says, the podcaster, the guests, the actors, the whomever, we could have the actual words display on the tiny little screen of our mobile devices as the audio is playing. That's great for people like me who sometimes like to see the words if we're not wearing our hearing aids. And it's even better for the deaf people who can't hear it at all, but want to see the actual delivery. Not just the words that are being said, but somehow how it's being delivered. Just think for a minute about how much inflection you can get out of something by reading pauses. When the pauses show up, how it changes the overall tone. Again, we have this technology today for live things. Is it perfect? No, it's not. Now, for the gimlets of the world or the other companies that spend a lot of time, energy, and effort producing podcast episodes ahead of time, they're not doing like what I'm doing, releasing an episode a few hours after it's written. Those that are putting serious production time into it could build in closed captioning. And if that same app we're talking about that displays closed captions with audio, not a big modification to make that also display other rich content, along with the words that are being spoken in audio, along with those same words being in text, you could also change the pictures and stuff in the background. Yes, we're talking about enhanced podcasting. Yes, it has been tried and failed many, many, many times. But not like this. Not as a closed captioning tool. That is very helpful for the people with hearing loss. Yes, I get it. But also helpful for people that want to do things like a karaoke style. 
Why not listen along with your best podcast buddy, whoever that happens to be behind the microphone, and hear the words, but also see them written out as it's had, as it's being said by them. I mean, it's, why would you do karaoke? It's kind of weird. I get it. But it thinking about the opportunity to do more with that, because sometimes you're in a situation where you can't listen the whole time. Hitting pause is hard. Maybe maybe reading it is a good idea. I don't know. But thinking about this new idea, this new nuanced device is pretty cool. I think it'd be a great way for people to in- enjoy podcasting. Who knows? Maybe. And again, we don't have to do a lot of work to get this done right now, says the guy who's not going to do any of the work. But the technology exists. It's a matter of assembling it in such a way to where it makes sense. Now, will it get Gimlet out of this lawsuit? Don't know. Don't care. But I'm glad we're having the conversation because anything we can do to make podcasts more accessible to the entire disabled community, I think it's a very good thing. Two more good things. If you also think it's a good thing, share this episode with someone. Maybe they are an activist already in the podcasters with disability space. Share this episode. Send them an email or a text. Individually reach out and tell them to listen to this episode. I would appreciate that in a big way. And if you really like what I'm doing and you want to support the efforts of what's going on here, go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and sign up. You can even put a monthly donation in there, which helps keep the show running. That's it. Thank you very much. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, 
choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.